0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm
1: Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and
2: Construction today. Together, we are one serving
3: you. Good morning with Jamie Linton, and Jeff McGuire. and Chuck Hines. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973 if you care to uh, weigh in on things. We were talking about the redistricting uh, information that came out for the for the high schools yesterday. And as far as friendship is concerned, as you, as you mentioned, but I just wanted to elaborate just a little bit, everything stays the same, right? Yeah, nothing. Their district is the exact same. Is yeah. there anything about... Their district that could that could have changed or that you would have liked to have changed if you could wave a magic wand no
4: no, I mean there's just not that many six <clears throat> eight schools in the area, so you're yeah. kind of stuck with it,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. kind of just it is what it is, right yeah I mean midland yeah. San angelo you know a little bit odessa. of odessa odessa you know, where, where they'll they'll head tonight um I wonder i guess I guess the Permian Basin probably feels like they've got enough schools um you know with Midland High and and uh what do they call it now the other one? Oh. Uh,
4: There's Midland Greenwood as
3: well. Midland Greenwood. There's Midland Christian. Yeah, but what no. the what the one that Oh, Midland Legacy. Legacy, yeah. yeah. I was I was thinking it was something else but it's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so with those two and then on the on the Odessa side just really just Odessa High School. I mean, I'm sure they've got some well, Little I'm Permian. School. Oh yeah, Permian. Yeah, I forgot about them. How could I forget about Permian? Yeah. <laughs> Mojo. Mojo, right. Yeah. Both of those.
4: Yeah, I guess it's a little bit odd that it feels like uh with all the I mean, with all the oil and growth and all that with yeah. Midland and mm-hmm. Odessa that those schools haven't seemed to grow. But I mean they're both six A, so
3: Yeah, I guess they've gone as far as they can go. You know, mm-hmm. just I mean, it's been quite some time since I spent time down there and it's changed quite a bit, but my my little experience in uh in the Permian Basin area when I was living here and doing a little work down there, but this is quite some time ago was you really didn't want to have anything to do with odessa i mean I mean it's just kind of one of those it's like if you were from there and born there and grew up there that's probably you know a good spot and you probably enjoyed it but in terms of destination city yeah not so much
4: yeah I haven't really spent any time there i mean I just I, go to Tennis and basketball and some tournaments and those kind of things, but I don't, you know, don't vacation there. Right, right. Sure but I've also never found anything that. I mean, there are rough parts of every city. And sure. I act like we don't have rough parts of Lubbock. Right. I mean, there's nice parts and rough parts of mm-hmm. Odessa and Midland, just the same. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I would tell you that uh, our kids here in in Lubbock have a have nicer facilities than they have there, as far as. Schools, mm-hmm. you know, they're a lot nicer here than they you are. you mean, the but, education part of it. Yeah, I'm talking about the actual school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I don't know anything about the teaching part <laughs> right, of it, right, and right. you know, if right. their system's good or not. All right. I know is, if you walk into those schools, it's not hard to tell that, um, for the most part, we have nicer here than they have in Midland and in Odessa. We
3: we so sometimes for sure. forget that yeah. that is the purpose of things. That the the education part of it is the most important part of it, and mm-hmm. you know teaching skills, whether it's life skills or, you know, actual, you know, knowledge and, you know, m- motivation for the future. However, it however it plays out with that particular individual. But, you know, sometimes we, we put maybe a little bit too much emphasis on sports, maybe just a skosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hint of sarcasm there
4: <laughs> I don't know You just, that's probably house to house that's probably a little bit different right I'm sure that, sure oh
3: yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah I'm sure it, uh, yeah there's some houses that it's, nice. it's, it's all lit in a bag of chips and there's others it's nice. like this is just one little right. part of your education here
4: yeah m- m- my house it's divide and conquer right um, mm-hmm. Mrs. Lent puts the pressure on with the academics and I put the pressure on with the athletics <laughs> so right. she
3: gets it from both sides right <laughs> yeah I, I I mean, probably when the kids were little, think, they probably they they probably practiced their mathematics and their things like that. But I mean, you still got them out there shooting free throws and hitting tennis balls. So I mean, there's 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 no there's no let up. I think
4: the, I've I've told you guys the 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 joke before, but this is not really a joke. When when she wasn't driving and I would pick her up from school and I'd say, hey, first thing she got in the car, hey, how was school today? And she's like, you don't care, you just want to know how practice went. Go, okay, let's skip to the good stuff.
2: <laughs> ha ha ha. And I'm, then surprised when, you, I'm surprised your comment wasn't something along the lines of "You're right, I don't," but I'm trying to be a good father. How was school? <laughs> then we'll get to how sports went. Yeah. Let mom know how class went.
3: <laughs> mom's gonna, mom's <laughs> gonna ask those questions. We we don't necessarily need to. It, it's the old saying: if uh, two of us are doing the same thing, one of us isn't necessary, right? That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and sure. I would
4: tell you, both of my daughters over the years have said, "I just answered those questions with that," you know, and then mom gets mad at me, you know. So yeah,
3: could you? <laughs> Could you ask them the questions that we need to know the answers to when both of us are here, right? Uh, Dan Quinn's going to be the new coach of the Washington Commanders. Um, he, is, uh, he has been, for the last three years, the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, in the Dallas Morning News uh, today, he, he thanked um, Dallas and, and basically said that uh, the Cowboys brought joy Back to him for the game of football. Um, he had gotten fired at at Atlanta. It had been really, really close to winning a Super Bowl there. I, you know, they they talk about the the big you know comeback for you know New England in that game and Atlanta blowing it or however you want to however you want to look at that. Um, little uh, A and little B. Little A and little B. I always think about and I I think about one play in that game that really just kind of um, I think set the t- well it didn't set the tone it, it allowed the it allowed a drive to continue and the patriots would eventually score i don't know if this was the go-ahead score or not but it propelled them to the victory just remember that the falcons basically were within like a, a just a little bit of, of you know fingernail of of sacking brady and if they had sacked brady it would have forced them to punt but he was able to elude the pressure they were able to pick up a first down and then eventually score a touchdown and you just think about there's so many times in in games whether it's regular season games or championship games where if you make that one play one team or the other it changes the whole outcome of the game and in you know dan quinn's case might have changed his whole outcome and run uh there in atlanta because if you win a super bowl it certainly extends your life you know sure you know and and uh, all that people can mm-hmm. remember is that they quote choked it away but he he said uh, this he said after being out of coaching for a period i was looking for somewhere to bring back my joy my time in dallas did that and so much more he said i'm grateful for the opportunity i had not to just coach with mike mccarthy but for a friendship so he was very complimentary of of and look there's times when people leave jobs and they're not complimentary of their employer or their coworkers, and then there's times what they are and he um, he was very complimentary of uh, Jerry Jones and, and the Cowboys, but, you know. He I went to a rival
2: in yeah, the yeah. same division. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just Not feeling the love, Mr. Quinn. I mean, I get it. Well, what's he... It's a professional matter, and you're looking for a step up, and I yeah. understand all that. Yeah, he's the head coach. But uh, you're either one of us or you're not, okay. and you have now determined <laughs> that you're not.
4: All I'm saying is. I, and I would say he is fine with that. And he's perfectly, and so yeah. am I.
3: Yeah, I mean yeah. he. I mean, all I'm. My only point was that he, he's,
2: he, got the joy back in football for himself. And Good for
3: him. It was co- <laughs>
2: wow. He was complimentary. O.B. The- gets fired in two years because they haven't won a football game. Wow, man. Uh, in, anyway, in fairness, whoever think, they hired in Washington, I hope they would get fired yeah, in two no, years. No, I don't they think don't want that's to a, a bad
4: take by yeah, Jeff. That yeah. part, I mean, you, I mean, you're a Cowboys fan. You want yeah, the
3: Redskins? Sure.
4: Excuse me, the Commanders <laughs> to stink out loud.
3: Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, but you know, of of the jobs that were open, I don't. Was that the was that the 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 least of them, the Washington job, or is the is the the jury still out because you don't know anything about the new ownership group and what they're going to do and what they're going to implement. And they have a chance to, you know, change the culture and change the direction of the franchise as opposed to, you know, what, what's taking place in Seattle.
4: Yeah. I think you're going to have to let that one play out to Mm -hmm. decide the answer to that.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't think you don't, you don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of those. There's definitely potential for it not to be as much of a dumpster fire job as it has been. Yeah. But I kind of still hope it is, because it's a whole lot more fun when it is. And meanwhile,
3: Ron Rivera uh, is rumored to be coming to Dallas to at least have a conversation with the Cowboys to be their defensive coordinator. Well, they're not going to get Belichick? Uh,
0: Well, that'll be next year. (laughs) That'll be next year. (laughs) Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
3: The Morning Drive. Good morning it is february 2nd 2024 it is groundhog day and with this day in sports history here is jeff mcguire
2: yeah oddly enough not any like repeat things today for groundhog day <laughs> like as i was looking, i was like because i was going to kind of do a theme like hey this happened and then, then this happened it was the same thing and mm-hmm. you know 20 years later or whatever and none didn't of them find anything like that so uh, a little disappointed i could repeat some stories for you today that you've heard seven, 72 times How would that be different than any of the
3: other day? Thank you very much. 1944. uh, Wow, that's a big home run.
2: (laughs) Baseball meets in New York City to discuss post-war action. You had a bunch of guys coming back from World War II that Mm -hmm. had played Major League Baseball before. How do you want to handle free agency? Well, not free agency, but their contracts and their time of service. Game times needed to go get changed again. Schedules needed to get redone because a lot of things had to change during World War II. Wow, that's... That would have been fascinating to, to uh, be a fly on the wall in that meeting. A, yeah, in those absolutely. Meetings. Yeah. And
4: yeah, there'd be a lot of different things. Uh,
2: 1959. We kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday, but Vince Lombardi signs a five year contract to coach the NFL Green Bay Packers. Okay. Remember, because the day before we had uh, Lambeau retire. Mm hmm. 1970. Pete Maravich becomes the first to score 3,000 collegiate basketball points.
4: All while wearing sloppy socks. <laughs> he was no- fun, man.
2: 1974, sophomore Rick Bullock scores 41 points as Texas Tech wins its eighth straight game, beating TCU 82-64 to here in Lubbock. I had Malays yesterday, Rick Bullock today. Two, a two of pretty good ones. Yeah,
3: two, two, two greats, no doubt.
2: 1975 U.S. female figure skating championship won by Peggy Fleming. Close. A Little later, uh, sh- Dorothy Hamill. Dorothy Hamill. Yeah. Mm. 1985 U.S. male figure skating championship won by Brian Voitano. And South Park has forever ruined him for me. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. 1992 NFL Pro Bowl. Aloha Stadium in Honolulu, Hawaii. NFC beats the AFC 21 to 15. MVP, Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. It is National Tater Tot Day. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the tater tater tot. The best version of the fried potato. Better than the fry? Yes. I can't say that. Jamie?
3: I really enjoy them both. Yeah. Um,
4: I would tell you that my preference is a good french fry, but I
2: love a good tater tot too.
3: I like it um so that it's crispy on the outside. I don't I, I don't I don't like sure. them I don't like them soft.
2: Yeah, I agree. The thing about the ta- like the reason that the tater tot is the best version of the fried potato. Whenever it is an option, that is always where I go. Like fries are everywhere, but not everybody has tater tots. That so, that is why it is the Jeff is
4: apparently very much (laughs) afraid of or allergic to saying, in my opinion, or I think he speaks as if he's oh, this is fact.
2: fact. Oh, this is fact. (laughs) (laughs) He's
3: allergic.
2: Happy birthday to Shakira, who's 47, Dog the Bounty Hunter, 71, Christy Brinkley, 70, and JT Daniels, 24. Mm. Also.
4: LCU assistant tennis coach Marcelo Mon. Ah, happy birthday, nice. Marcelo—the man, the myth, the legend.
2: And on this day in 1913, New York City's Grand Central Terminal opens for the very first time. The transportation hub, as we know it today, began construction in 1903, but before that, eighty-nine, 89 East Forty Second was home to an older steam train station built in 1879. Even though the station had been updated to deal with the increased volume of commuters coming through the suburbs outside uh, from outside of the city, a collision between outdated steam trains—a uh, collision, excuse me—between outdated steam trains in 1902 killed 15 people and made it clear that a more substantial renovation was needed. And that is this transport history.
3: All right, this day in sports history, 651 this morning here on the Morning Drive. If you have a thought or a comment uh, you would like to uh, share with us or a, uh, a tidbit or a story or something along those lines, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to dot 973com for that or the mobile app. The lucky lady met another Morning Drive listener uh, employed over at uh, Lubbock Cooper uh, High School. And uh, she asked uh, this person asked, uh, "What is your husband's name?" And then she knew where that was going. And uh, they listen to our show, she and her husband, every day. So we're we're glad to have them aboard.
2: So now, when Chuck says something stupid, and it gets back to his lovely bride, we'll know where it came from. <laughs>
3: well, there's, there's 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 plenty of people out there that have filled her head with misinformation about things oh. that might might have been said on this misinformation this here radio well, program. i think a
4: lot of the information we give misses <laughs> so maybe that's what he meant
3: <laughs> so anyway so um anyway so they they love you they love you. Sure, they do. No, they do. you are the do. star of the show, man. They, they do. They, they love I'm just that, the trusty sidekick. They love that. They love that we're <laughs> opposites. And so, that, I don't know if anybody else had noticed that or not. Um, <laughs> I, really, we're opposites <laughs> on some things. <laughs> on some things, feels Maybe. like the same guy sitting to my left. <laughs> man, uh, the AFC West with uh, with the amount of, uh, of investment and in, uh, knowledge and just football iq uh is increasing uh, by the day you know you've got the los angeles chargers that hired jim harbaugh and he he said yesterday we're going to talk about multiple championships and changing the culture uh, saying the chargers have yet to win um, a super bowl in their history uh the las vegas raiders are on the verge of if they have not done it already uh, hiring former Texas tech coach and quarterback Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know what the fit is there for him, but that the job seems to be the fit for him. Um, you know, and they're, they're probably going to need a quarterback. I think, I think they're going to need a quarterback. And then Sean Payton, uh, with the Denver Broncos says, Oh, Hey, hello. Look at me. Um, we've got, we've got a lot going on in Denver, a lot of high expectations, and then, of course, what you have going on in Kansas City with the Chiefs being uh, on the verge of, you know, trying to win another Super Bowl and six straight AFC Championship games, and a quarterback that is still very, very young. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of coaching firepower in one division. It's fair, you yeah. know. Uh, with, with with I mean, all teams have high expectations to win, right? I mean, all all teams do. But I just, you know, when I started looking at that. And, and thinking about that, going goodness gracious, there's there's a heavy investment in price, and, and all these teams do this. But when you look at what the Chargers had to do to get Harbaugh, and what the Broncos had to do to get Payton, and um, and not that the Raiders are just super extended, you know, in terms of of getting Cliff Kingsbury, but certainly when you're you have a brand new head coach who's who's defensive minded, now he's hiring the most offensive-minded guy that he feels like he could hire um, to be his uh, his OC. And he w- he kind of hinted that Kingsbury was going to be the OC because he said, somebody asked him, it's like, what are you looking for in your offensive coordinator? And he said, somebody can average 24 points a game. And okay. Kingsbury's Arizona Cardinals average 23.9. But he, they haven't announced it yet. They're just, that's what the rumor mill, that's what the smoke is telling them. Yeah, you know, okay. if you look through it. All right, it is the morning drive on uh, Lubbock Sports Station. Uh, she says this, our uh, our fine listener. It was my, it was the highlight of my day yesterday to meet and work with the lucky lady. A, a Lubbock legend, the lucky lady. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for uh, chiming in this.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with
3: Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's a Basketball Friday presented by Abundance Energy. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the TT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973 if you care to cackle with us today. You like that? Care to cackle? Sure. okay, works. (laughs) Care to cackle? That's kind of of made that up. All right. well, Way to go. What time does uh, Puckstani Phil uh, try to make his appearance?
2: Has he already done that? The stunt of what I know about Pox, Pox, uh, him, yeah. is that uh, it's today, and okay. that I will play Sunny and Share at six o'clock. Okay. Okay. I have now used all of my information about Groundhog Day.
3: Okay. All right.
2: I am not the one that is interested in this.
3: Okay. All
2: right. I just uh, just thought I'd uh, ask a, you ask you a question. You you are the one that is interested in this. I am. I am kind of interested in this. Uh, I can. Uh, I, I'm not I... going to ask Jamie's opinion of what he thinks about the U.S. military selling F-35s to mm-hmm. certain countries and F-16s to others because Jamie's not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Jamie doesn't even know the difference between the two, and that's fine. He's not interested in it. Is that, that true? Happened?
3: Is that true, yeah. Jamie? There,
2: um, uh, we sold some MIGs, <laughs> F-35s and F-16s. Those okay. aren't MIGs.
4: Oh, okay. I thought you said MIGs. I don't know. I'll... It's only half listening. Um Why did we sell them to them?
2: Uh, they're allies. Oh,
4: okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we made money off of them. I'm sure. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the the two fighters that we export right now. But one of them only one of them is not uh, is not on the list to get the F thirty five because they bought something else from somebody else, and they're being punished a little. Okay. But again, Jamie, I wouldn't ask Jamie about that because he doesn't care. Uh, It's not in my wheelhouse, let's say that. Apparently,
3: Paxitani Phil has uh, spoken. An early spring awaits us. He took his position for the 138th time in Gobbler's Knob uh, today. Uh, His inner circle summoned him from his tree stump to learn if he saw his shadow. Okay, there you go. According to records dating back to 1887, Phil has predicted winter more than 100 times. Ten years were lost because no records were kept Phil has predicted a early spring.
4: How accurate is Phil?
3: Uh, I, I don't <laughs> that I don't know okay I'm sure that if I did just a skosh more research uh, that would we could see how what his accuracy level is but uh, he is predicting an early spring which I'm uh, I'm thankful for. I would love I think that would be a fun event to go to. But I think if I I went to that event, I'd be, I'd want to be one of the guys in top hat and tuxedo and the bow tie.
2: Lots of hobnobbing. Lots, of, lots of hobnobbing. Yes.
3: Um, Nobblers Hill. <laughs> Gobblers Hill. Yeah. Gobblers Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Gobblers Knob. Gobblers Knob. Yeah. Gobblers Knob. So
4: that doesn't feel like a an event that would be real
3: exciting. Well. Well, I mean. <laughs> You are not Depends on, who you ask. You know, depends uh, <laughs> on who you ask. Uh, uh,
4: Twenty. Let's see. You go spend a lot of time out watching the prairie dogs. No, huh. I mean because that's basically the same thing that you're doing. Yeah, no. Just without people around.
3: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> so it's really it's not about the animal. It's just the people, right? That yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. Apparently, well, just off go, the, to
3: the mall, go to the mall. You know. <laughs> swing by the big box store if you like to call it you'll find lots of people to talk to sure right there's yeah. i i haven't been to the mall in quite some time driven by it but
2: well this whole morning show thing gets in the way of your walking mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah uh somebody says uh 39 <laughs> right
4: 39 percent. okay so, and yet we care well, and we're acting like it matters what he sees and what he doesn't oh, just, see. You know. we
3: <laughs> well we as a country do i yeah. mean it's Groundhog's yeah. Day, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it gets a lot of it gets a lot of play without it yeah. A doubt, without but, a doubt. and we still act like
4: we should listen mm-hmm. or pay attention. Jim. And he's only right 39% <laughs> of the time. So whatever he said today, I mean, technically shouldn't we think the opposite because there's a better chance of the 61% right. that it's going to be miserable.
3: He could be wrong, right? Yeah, most likely. Uh, meanwhile, uh Tomorrow, Texas Tech takes on Cincinnati here in, uh, here in Lubbock on the men's side. Uh, the Red Raiders have been winning some close games and coming back from close games to win close games. And here is the head coach, Grant McCaslin, on winning close games.
1: Yeah, when you look at our roster and you look at our team, we've got guys that make free throws. And anytime you have point guards that make free throws, you put yourself in position. You get to the end of the games and how do you close games and how do you win close games? Making free throws is a big deal. So not only do we do that, but I think we've limited our turnovers at the end of games. And and that's where we've gotten better. And that's where we took a step back against TCU. I thought we did a good job of closing the gap, but probably took a couple of too difficult a shot at, at, at times where we could maybe have gotten a better one. And that's where our team is growing. And that's where we keep getting better.
3: Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of possessions there at the end of the game that you would have loved to have had back.
4: Every, every loss, a close loss. You are probably feeling that way. I, I agreed completely with what he said at the but in the beginning when he talks about winning close games and the importance of a making free throws and b um, having veteran po- point guard or veteran guards in general because you know Toussaint and Pop are both great free throw shooters. Uh, with the ball in their hands, they're really really good. They've you know not turning it over a ton, although we saw that from Toussaint you know, in in this last game and. Ultimately, you ended up losing the game. But uh, I think for the most part, they have been good in that area. And it's just like when you get to the NCAA tournament, you want veteran guards, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think late in games, the same thing could be said.
3: Uh, Pop in Big 12 play is 29 of 32, 91%. And Tucson is 24 of 30, that is 80%. Uh, the team in general in Big 12 play is shooting 76% making 13 free throws per ball game in the big 12 opponents are shooting at a clip of 68 percent in uh, just 10 uh, free throws per ball game uh, one other thing here from uh that i'm going to ask you what you would rather hear jamie he, text strength versus cincinnati or text weakness versus cincinnati
4: well i can guess what the weakness thing yeah. is so let, let's
1: go with that one the weakness one
3: the weakness okay the weakness or the strength the weakness okay here's uh grant mccaslin on the weakness versus cincinnati
1: yeah, outside of rebounding, I think our our ball screen coverages in in the middle of the floor, we've got to we've got to make sure that teams aren't as comfortable as they've been in some scenarios. I think we've given some angles and some drive lanes up where we need to apply more physicality to the ball in those ball screen coverages.
4: That was not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I was expecting him to talk about their rebounding ability and your your struggles rebounding man ball screen coverage that's a term you got to use during one of your basketball oh colleges, yeah right right? right 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 and driving lanes right driving lanes but ball screen coverage mm-hmm. if you could fit that into the broadcast okay. people would think you really know what you're talking what about. i'm
3: talking about okay i'm gonna i'm gonna effort that i'm gonna talk to one of the real minds of the lady raider basketball team a couple of the real minds i'm like okay, okay sorry help.
4: sorry sorry i brought that up
3: then. <laughs> Oh no 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 they 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 enjoy a good visit <laughs> they do they you know there's there's some that enjoy enjoy the the visit more yeah. than than yeah. others i mean that's 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 pretty normal but there's some that like you know when you ask see what i try to do what i try to do how many of two, the
2: coaches seek you out for a conversation <laughs> couple okay couple couple talk to those couple yeah, no I, I, that's what i have in mind <laughs> okay that's what i have
3: in mind i mean that I don't know about seeking me out, but I mean they don't they don't no. give me the Heisman, okay? Yeah. No. So um, I'm not going to try to act like uh, I'm as
4: smart as Coach McCaslin when it comes to basketball, mm-hmm. okay? But I'll I'll comment on what he just talked about with the ball screen coverage. It felt like on Tuesday night, um, TCU, when they went with it wasn't necessarily a high pick and roll, but when they set a high screen, their guards were able to turn the corner and get downhill, okay? And so you need the the man who's defending the screener to hedge and force them east-west and not let them go north-south. Mm-hmm. And it felt like TCU was finding ways to get down, to turn the corner and get downhill, get into the lane, and that probably led to some of their outside shooting um, where they could go with kickout passes there. So
3: That sounds uh, really intelligent. No, you sure you don't want to go to Cincinnati today?
4: I don't know <laughs> if that's exactly what Coach McCastle is talking about mm-hmm. because, again, he's got more basketball knowledge in his pinky finger – nail than i'll ever have um but it did feel like against tcu they were able to get into the lane and some of that came from high screens
3: hedging is a, a big term that's used a lot hedging i <laughs> yeah. like hedging yeah hedging. yeah
4: i i, I make <clears throat> don't let them head towards the basket force them to go sideline sideline right hedging will help in that yeah. area
3: yeah Yep. Yeah. 725 this morning here on the morning drive try to get everybody's basketball IQ elevated just a little bit so we kind of know what we're talking about, which is good. Uh, Jamie's question of the day is next. Usually that is good as well. That's uh, coming up here this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3.
4: All right, we're gonna do somewhat kind of superlatives this morning for Red Raiders for Red Raider basketball. Okay. okay.
3: Better look that word up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to give me. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me an offensive MVP, a defensive MVP, a newcomer of the year, and I want you to give me most improved from the beginning of the season.
3: Oh, my gosh. Offensive MVP, defensive MVP, newcomer of the year, and most improved. Yeah. That's that's four people. Or it could be. Could, could be, be one
4: person four times. Yeah, it could be. I mean, some of these are layups.
3: Right, yeah.
2: Pop is easy. Pop is pop easy. Is Offensive MVP.
3: MVP. How do you yeah. not go pop? Yeah, right. Pop. And then, you know, new newcomer is Joe Tucson. Could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah. It could be, or it could be Warren Washington. Could be. I mean, he's averaging thirteen. And I, I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the big man, uh, Warren Washington. And most improved, I think I'm gonna go with um Chance McMillan.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: And just because I mean He's, I mean, he's made himself really relevant um, with his with his shooting and his uh, his, his scoring. Uh, defense, 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 defense. You
4: guys want me to go? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. My offensive MVP is Pop Isaacs. My mm-hmm. defensive MVP is Warren Washington. Um, the way he changes shots and okay block shots and all the above. Uh, Uh, I think um, the newcomer of the year is Joe Toussaint. I mean, he just does so many things for your team. Mm -hmm. He may not be the best offensive player. He's close. He may not be the best defensive player. He's close. Okay, but all around, I think he's just massive. Just what we talked about a minute ago with uh, having veteran guards. I think Toussaint has been... A great, great, great addition. And I think most improved, I'm going to go back to Warren Washington because, I mean, I don't know how how many times we said in in non-conference play where he just wasn't that much of a factor, wasn't that big of a factor, and we were worried about Mm -hmm. what it was going to be like in Big 12 action, and he's played much better in Big 12 play than he did in non-conference play. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's improved dramatically over the course of the season.
3: It's hard to disagree with you. I mean, the, the, where, where, where do you put Chance McMillan in that in that group? Um, he comes up short to Tucson
4: and newcomer of the year. Yep. He comes up short to Washington, in my opinion, for newcomer or, for, or most improved. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I think he's a great player.
3: Mm-hmm. He's just he's just on the out just on the outside yeah. of those other two yeah, guys. No okay.
4: Doubt. And and he, you know, would mm-hmm. be in the conversation when mm-hmm. it comes to offensive MVP. It just feels like that's the easiest one that pops Yeah, with oh, yeah. pop, yeah, Head and right. shoulders above everybody right.
3: else. Right. Right. And Tucson, newcomer of the year.
4: He's been so good, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Jeff, do you have anything uh, different on that? No,
2: I mean, as you were kind of going through your names, I was like, yeah, the, uh, Pop's the obvious, and like of of all of the award, I think you can make an argument for a couple of guys at, at the other positions or the other awards, but the offensive MVP is so far and ahead. Pop, mm-hmm. uh, it, he's, I don't know where he compares to other great scorers that you've had, like in the hierarchy of of the last, say. 10 15 years of, of where he would be in that list but he is as important to this year's team as those guys were to there
4: sure sure and remember as good as he's been this year at 17.4 uh he's still just a sophomore
2: right i mean he's far better than keenan was his sophomore year i mean that's Definitely. for sure yeah keenan did different
4: things though keenan was yep. a pass first point guard not
3: necessarily well and the other thing pops averaging more in big 12 play than he is for the regular year yeah, you know, and he's, he's at been, 20 been 20 a game in the big 12 and 17 for the regular for yeah. for the whole year and and Warren Washington's in the same boat <clears throat> he's averaging ten and a half for the entire year but in big 12 play he's at he's at 13 and he's he's upping his his rebounding to six and about a little over six a game okay
4: so let me ask you let me. Can I add a couple more to it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not. We're not going to go most likely to succeed or anything like that. Like you would get your superlatives in your yearbook.
3: Okay. <laughs> right. I'm going to go. Did you have? Were you listed in any of those? Like most likely to succeed, or most likely to marry a movie star, or you know, going to have multiple about, children, or
4: I, I was. Mine had something to do with sports.
2: Was it most likely to find themselves on a tennis court in forty years? No, it was something like
4: (laughs) it may have been most athletic. Remember, there are only 36 people in my class. I know, but that's, I mean, yeah. Just because I was involved in so many things, sports, Mm -hmm. it may have been most athletic or something to that degree. It had something to do with sports. I remember that. It surely wasn't smartest or most likely to succeed.
2: Were you listed in anything in your? Well, I was uh, voted uh, most school spirit.
4: School spirit—that's well, mm. that, a
3: positive thing. Yeah, that, that, yeah.
4: that's good.
2: Sure. Most school yeah. spirit. Did you?
4: Yeah, and how many people in
2: your graduating class? Four hundred and eighty-six. Okay. So a lot more than thirty-six. I was listed in nothing. <laughs>
3: you were listed in nothing. I was listed in nothing. And how nothing. many people in your
4: graduating
2: uh, class? Just under six
3: hundred. Five ninety-two. See, yeah. there was a lot of people. But I mean, hard to make the list.
4: It's pretty easy when you're one of thirty-six.
3: But I, I was, I I was the common denominator, though. Again, with the freaks, the jocks, and the nerds. Okay, the smart people and the people that were kind of shady, and then the, the guys that were on the floor. I mean, I was, I, I could mix with all of them. You could mix with all of them. I could mix with all of them, which is Mm -hmm. I was a bit of a chameleon, which is kind of what I think my asset is to this organization
4: i'm still waiting for you to change colors
2: <laughs> change colors that's the like chameleon a chameleon yeah well
1: <laughs> they
2: blend into their surroundings i just so kind of blend, do. I just blend in that's I, what I, chuck I, does I, I, he blends in surroundings right, right. <laughs> i mean he's a ninja <laughs> business cards flying everywhere chinese stars <laughs>
3: i i do i, 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 I do correct me up, Maguire. <laughs> blend blend in right all right so
4: what about um most surprising
2: you know this is gonna sound odd because we knew he'd be uh, we assumed we the offense would run through him i'm surprised how well it's gone for pop this year on the offensive i didn't expect this kind of performance from him I expected a step forward, but I didn't expect like what I feel like is two or three steps forward.
4: Where I think Pop has gotten so much better this year is not how he can shoot or how he can score the basketball. I think his defense has improved, and I also think he's done a better job driving to look to kick. Okay, So it hasn't been all about going to get mine, but mm-hmm. it's been more team we're, oriented we're get than he was last year. Yeah, oh, I was going to
3: say he's become a better basketball player.
4: Yeah. And so uh, I I feel like he's improved in, in that area. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, more complete player. Yeah, that that's fair to say. Is there... But, I mean, as far as biggest surprise for me, I, I would go with Tucson. Yeah. Just, I mean, I know he's a veteran and all that. I just mm-hmm. didn't... I didn't think he was that great of a player and he's been really impressive in my opinion.
3: And for him to be able to make... To just make the immediate impact you know mm-hmm. on this team has, has been I has guess been. it's a
4: little bit easier because it wasn't like a solidified team it mm-hmm. wasn't coming in and trying to you know there was four other guys that yeah. had started two years together and mm-hmm. he was trying to fit I mean everybody was starting for scratch it really yeah. felt like how about most disappointing
3: I, I was trying to go through that with, with myself with that mind um, don't be
4: selfish share it with us
3: n- no I was going to say the same thing Robert <laughs> Jennings maybe um. I w- um. Could, would you say Kerwin? Uh,
4: I, no. I. I would go
3: Lamar. I expected you go Lamar. More you expect more from Lamar. Him more. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He's only averaging yeah. seven minutes a game. Jennings is averaging six and a half a game. And maybe. It's yeah. The- just
4: I had higher expectations for Lamar than I did mm-hmm. Jennings. Um. for a while there I thought Jennings was going to take a step forward and it feels like that's he's kind of leveled off a little bit.
3: And maybe it's the maybe the play of some others have you know limited. Sure. opportunities for those two guys yep. uh, specifically That's fair. Uh, just from the just from the standpoint of uh and the only reason i, I brought up walton i mean he's i don't know he's shooting 55 percent and 48 percent from three There just felt been felt like some times where you've kind of been missing
2: would it be fair to put uh mccaslin on that list from biggest surprise that's i didn't i had <laughs> hopeful that it would work i didn't think it would work as well as it's working mm-hmm
3: no, that, I think that's a that's a that's a fair one too, especially given all the unknown that we had about this team and him coming into the season.
4: So the team as a whole yeah. and
0: McCaslin. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
3: Eight oh two this morning here on the Morning Drive. Good morning, with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning on lubbock sports station double t 97 3 and double t we come to you from the first united bank studio in downtown lubbock and uh, look forward to serving you today on the yates flooring center chat line we're not serving up anything like for breakfast uh specifically but you know we breakfast conversation maybe and you can contribute as well on the yates flooring center chat line or the visual edge it hotline it is a basketball friday presented by abundance energy I feel like we've had a good week. I feel like that we've had, it's been pretty smooth sailing this week. You know, I feel like that's, you know, we've kind of, we, we've had, we've just had good conversation, good topic, good. Yeah, you know, I feel like we've kind of, you know, not uh, emptied our bucket every single day. Okay. Okay. Almost. That's good. You know, but I feel like we've, I feel that's like every, everybody, there's been good classroom participation. Nobody particip- kicked our bucket over? No, nobody kicked the bucket over. We have good classroom or participation. the bucket, period. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, always positive. Sure, right, right. Spilled coffee or anything along those lines, yeah. you know. We've been pretty, pretty. Good. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll have, uh, as you said, uh, in the sports center, a couple of uh, three different uh, basketball doubleheaders on the air today. Uh, tonight, we'll have uh, Liberty and Shallow Water, uh, both the girls and the boys, at six thirty on ninety-three point one Texas FM. The Lubbock Cooper girls uh, travel to uh, Abilene tonight. And both the girls and the boys, that'll be a 6 and 7.30 broadcast. And then tonight from Odessa, we'll have uh, the friendship girls and the friendship boys. And that'll be at 6, uh, followed by 7.30. Do you think, I think I know the answer to this question, and I probably shouldn't even ask it. But do you think you could uh, ever broadcast a game with your daughter playing?
4: If I had to do it, I I could do it. Like if. Joyce all of a sudden was sick or something yeah sure um
3: but you wouldn't I would prefer not to prefer not to yeah yeah yeah, prefer not to it it would probably it would do you think you'd be overly critical
4: oh definitely yeah yeah definitely (laughs) I mean my I mean yeah I I don't think I would homer it up for Mm. her no I no I think I would be I think you'd be more critical
3: than you would be complimentary. Yes, yeah. yes. What is she and, doing? And, yeah.
4: <laughs> and you're trying to, I mean, if your choice is doing the broadcast, he's equally focusing on everyone. Right. When I'm sitting in the crowd, I mean, I'm watching the game, but I'm, you know, focusing on my kids. So sure. So I know to see what she's doing right and wrong. So what we can congratulate her for or <laughs> what opportunities we have for
0: improvement.
3: So like, like just... The first five minutes after a ball game, do you, and they've let's just say they've won, and she's played really, really well. Do you start with the good, or do you start with the bad?
4: I don't know. She's never really played really well. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> never had. <that. laughs> bada bing, bada boom, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we. It, it just kind of depends. Kinda it all kinda, depends on her mood or whatever. Because she I mean, may she, come in and she may she think di- she dictates that, yeah. not me.
3: Yeah, she may, she may. She may. She's probably harder on herself than than anybody.
4: She's up there. Yeah, (laughs) she
3: comes comes by that honestly, maybe a little bit.
4: Yeah, no, she dictates that, whether she comes and sits down and is frustrated and wants to talk about the frustrating stuff, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't, if she sits down and I don't say anything for a while, then she's like, speak, (laughs) because then she thinks I'm so mad that I'm not talking. And I'm like Emily. I'm just in a conversation with somebody else. You know, chill out. Speak, <laughs> yeah. speak.
3: Yeah. Speak. Uh, okay, so we talked about Texas Tech's concerns with Cincinnati, and and there's there's the strengths, and and the one thing that really stands out is their ability to rebound, whether it's offensive or defensive, and that leads to extra possessions, whether it's second chance points or you're one and done and they get a defensive rebound and go go back and set up their offense or get a transition three or a fast break or something like that. When Cincinnati looks at Texas Tech, what do you think they they think about in, in, in terms of a concern or a strength that Tech has that may be a weakness?
4: Yeah, I think they're probably talking to themselves about dribble penetration and saying it all starts when they're able to – get into the lane and either finish, get fouled, or kick out to their shooters. And the Red Raiders have a plethora of three-point shooters that can really hurt Cincinnati. So I think they're probably talking about their perimeter defense and making sure everybody, everything stays inside and, you know, Coach McCaslin likes to talk about paint touches, and I think he's dead on with that. Whether it's going with dribble penetration or it's a, and you know, a post feed into Washington or whatever, uh, they're trying to avoid all of that. Mm-hmm. They want to keep the ball on the outside. Now, that being said, that's probably what every coach is talking about. Um, but specifically, I feel like the Red Raiders have done a good job of it this year, of not settling too much for outside shots. And it does come from inside-out game, and so I think Cincinnati's probably saying we gotta we gotta keep them from penetrating.
3: And do you th- do you think that starts with them uh, with with Tucson, or do you think it starts with Pop Isaacs?
4: I think it starts with Tucson. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's the trigger he seems man. To
3: be, he seems to be the guy that's yeah. willing to go into the trenches, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. But I think Pop does a good job too. I, I really think you know, last year I felt like he settled for his three-point shot too much. And this year, we talked about him having a more complete game. He's a better driver, finisher at the rim um, than he was before. He shoots the floater, which I'm a huge fan of, a little teardrop action. He shoots that really well, and he's used that a lot more. Um, and then he gets in there and, and kicks out. And so, you know, it felt like last year, if Pop's outside shot wasn't going, then Pop was just not going to have a good night. And that doesn't seem like it's the case at all now. And then, ultimately, what you've seen is him be able to get into the lane and kind of get his get his confidence up and feeling good about things. And then the next thing you know, he's dropping two or three threes in a row.
3: Well, one thing that that Texas Tech does a really good job of, I think, is is drawing fouls, mm-hmm. and that allows you to get to the free throw line, which is was part of the challenge the other night. But you know, in in Big Twelve play, you've drawn basically twenty more fouls than 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 you've committed, um, and that's that's allowed you to get to the to the free throw line more than your opponent. Um, you're at like 122 attempts to 104 attempts, and that really got bolstered the other night uh, with the TCU game. So it got a little bit out of whack, but you know Cincinnati, they they commit, they've committed 309 fouls in the year, and their opponent's 352. So they, they've done a pretty good job of that as well. Uh, they have 400. for the year free throw attempts and their opponents 342. Uh, Texas Tech for the year um, has 383 and opponents 286. So Cincinnati's been to the free throw line a little bit more and again level of competition and you know types of defenses that you're playing and your attack that's gonna that's gonna be it's all gonna be a, a variance but it is that is a that is a big number 400, 400 attempts by by Cincinnati sure. so far this year
4: yeah absolutely
3: so I mean that's that may be something that they'll feel like that they can um, exploit a little bit too and the fact that their opponents have only had three hundred and forty two uh, free throw attempts well they've had three hundred forty two which is way more than what what Tech opponents have two eighty six so it's fifty six or so you know more than uh, fifty eight I guess more attempts um, by the opponents of Cincinnati than of the tech opponents so I, th- I think you've done a really good job of of not getting yourself in foul trouble uh, yeah. you've, you've only had four disqualifications I think one in in big 12 play uh, two one in big 12 play your opponents have had two so I don't know if the officials are letting them call they're letting them play more or if the the charge initiative is working where there's not as many fouls called, but it seems kind of weird that, you know, here we are seven games in and you've only had one DQ in Big 12 play and your opponents have only had two.
4: Yeah, you've done a good job in that yeah. regard. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I like the fact that they're calling yes,
3: those I, charges. Yes, I, I agree with you.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of ninety 973 podcasts at dot 973com